Calf Hello folks, welcome to the Calf Cake Sports oh, Podcast. My name is Tim Wheaton and we have a special guest today. She's an electrician. She played in lingerie football. She's a bare knuckle fighter and she is a model as well. Today we are joined by Ty Emery. Ty, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, g'day mate. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, we appreciate your time. Now in the past you've been a thermographer, an electrician, lingerie football, bare knuckle fighter, modeling. What career is next for you? I can't imagine after having that past... What career could possibly be next? I don't know. I don't know what else I could conquer after that. I think I've ticked pretty much all the boxes. Maybe a wife. (laughs) 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 And so you've done lingerie football. (laughs) Would it make sense to do lingerie electrician or would it make more sense to do lingerie bare knuckle fighting? I'm probably lingerie bare knuckle fighting because... Um, just the PPE alone being an electrician, there's no way I'd be allowed on any site. <laughs> we have AS3000 standards in Australia, so I don't know. I did at one stage um, think about doing Ty's titty testing and tagging where I'd have like topless girls doing the testing and tagging on job sites and do it like on a Friday. That was one of my ideas back in the day when I thought, how can I change this up? And every Friday, most of the time, like me and the uh, me and the boys would be going on a Friday afternoon, and it'd be at some pub, and you know there'd be some random jelly wrestling or just titty girls where there's nothing like stripper or something crazy, but there was you know there was titties everywhere, and I remember just thinking, wow, these titties are really bringing like a full pub, like it's packing this place out. So that's actually an idea that I thought I'm hoping by that stage I can probably keep my titties like to myself but um i am i'm like more than happy to to like maybe go down that path i think that's uh genius <laughs> so it was ties titty and tagging that's a wonderful name that's a fantastic name <laughs> <laughs> and now speaking of which uh, i'll jump into uh the only fans question so right now do you you're on OnlyFans. It's part of the modeling. Do you see OnlyFans as an extension of ideas such as self-love, body image, empowerment, and sex positivity? I think definitely. I think sex positivity is such a huge thing. And I think also for women to be able to claim their own power. Um, I'm sure there's many people who have done those slots. And it's just funny because I'm so focused on my career. I haven't gone out on any date in the last three years. So I'm pretty sure we can piece those things together as to what else is missing from my life. So, you know, like being able to be empowered just from what, like how I look and, okay, if there's one thing, like you can be walking down the street and if you see a girl doing a selfie, you can just see she's just feeling herself and she's like just in such a positive mood. She's feeling beautiful inside and out because, of course, we all know if something's not going on right up in here, then the perception of ourselves, even when we look in a clear, like, well-working mirror, we, we're not even seeing, like, the best reflection back. So I think I'm super huge on um, body positivity as, as well as just people being able to claim, you know, the ownerships of their bodies and, and, and just seeing the beauty in being a female as well as a male as well, you know. There's just such beauty in being human and I think maybe – OnlyFans is being able to bridge like a gap in, you know, people being able to just reclaim that. Oh, absolutely. And is it sounds like you're really working around your own self-love, self-image and confidence. In the past, was confidence something that you had struggled with? 
I don't know if I've ever struggled with confidence. I think I'm a, a super confident person. I think maybe at times I can, you know, I think we all like that. I'm sure, you know, sometimes I'm super insecure or, yeah, like I think I'm I'm human just like everybody else. But then when it really comes down to it, I, I know that I'm a super confident person just because I know who I am. Um, I guess I only start to become insecure um, when I'm allowing outside, you know, outside words to probably get into my own head. But no, I've def- I'm definitely a, a confident person. My body shape has changed from when I was an electrician to when I was magazine modeling to when I was playing football to even now with fighting. Um, my, my body has literally gone from an 88 kilo girl to a 62 kilo girl. And then, you know, in modeling, if we would rock up to a magazine shoot and we had abs showing straight away, we, you know, we weren't sometimes chosen for those shoots, we'd be sent home. So for me, it was a strange thing for me to see abs all the time. And, and I, I, you know, there was something where I was like, oh, yuck, until now when I know how much hard work it goes into, you know, making your tool into your body into a weapon, you know, now I'm proud to see my abs. So I think, you know, like, depending on what job, it depends on what your body's going to do. But, you know, I've learned to love, just love what it can do back for me. Yeah, absolutely. Using your body to really empower yourself. Uh, one interesting note that you've mentioned in the past on other podcasts, you've mentioned the define the divine feminine versus the divine masculine. Do you mind elaborating a little bit more on what that we means? I have done some research. Oh, of I course. I did my homework. Um, this is a professional show. <laughs> divine <laughs> Um Really, I, I think that Everyone contains feminine and masculine energy, just like, you know, everyone has positive and negative. And I think even just like having a guy who can sit in himself and claim, you know, he can have feminine traits where someone's like, oh, you bloody pussy. But really, they're just so comfortable in themselves. And you can see when a guy is just so comfortable that he's he's comfortable with his own sexuality and he has this beautiful balance of like feminine and masculine energy. And I think as a whole, like that's such a like a sexy thing um so yeah just being able to have both I think that's just knowing and understanding that sometimes you have traits that could be considered boyish or manlyish and then you can have traits that you know just like the label pink is only for girls and blue is only for boys so you you get me like from a young age we're even given these codes and these rules and this is how you're meant to act and this is how you're meant to act and this is the role of what a woman does and this is the role of what a man does. And, of course, hormonally, I think we're two different creatures, just like a cat and a dog. Um, so we are going to be acting differently. Um, and there is certain, like, I don't know, I guess the way that a man and a woman bonds is differently to how a woman and a woman bonds, just like a man and a man um, bonds with love. Um but I think, yeah, I think everybody contains like these both beautiful energies that once they start to realize, okay, I was teased for being manly because I played football growing up. Something so silly, you know, like just something so silly. But then by being able to, I guess, claim that like 
yeah, I claim, I guess, the strength in that. Look where it can take you. It can, you can end up being a professional football player. I don't know, just by not being scared of being someone being like, oh, that's so manly. To me, I just think there's no such thing. Like, there's like, once you forget about those labels and just be yourself, I, I think, yeah, you're just able to, yeah, just be. I think that's what confidence is, is just being able to be yourself, let like, without um allowing um yeah outside voices to probably take over into that but um i don't i here i am full scatterbrain i'm like just finished training i'm so sorry but yeah so for me i just think yeah having divine masculine and feminine i i don't know i just think that someone claiming claiming their full true self just like claiming the good and the bad of themselves just embracing all sides being confident and being who you are more than anything and i assume that really ties into what you talk about a lot on your beauty strength and dominance podcast is that right yeah all the time i think um, that's what we're really trying to push home with that is just body empowerment allowing people to understand like i think people are, are hiding a lot of themselves just for fear of either being seen or fear of rejection or fear of being laughed at or I don't know. I just see those things a lot and, and you're just like, why hold back? No, absolutely. And the <laughs> hold links back who you are ever. No, no, please go ahead. Go ahead. No, that was it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So I, I will put the links for your podcast and the OnlyFans. They will be down below in the description for anyone who wants to see more. I'll put the Instagram and where people can find more of you there. We do have some listener questions for you as well from listener Ollie. He wants to know, do you get a bigger rush from a fight or from a photo shoot? <laughs> Ooh, I get a rush from both, to be honest. And I even get an adrenaline drop from both as well. Um some photo shoots I've like come off the set and I'm like, <sighs> breathe because I think I get this rush when you're able to just all of a sudden you're like, hello world. I'm back. <laughs> you know, you're like, Ooh. Um, so I guess even just like full playing up on yourself, like that takes energy as well. Um, especially when there's like lights, camera, action, everything's just so focused on you. There's pauses to fix makeup. Like that's, I feel, get to feel like a goddess, you know? So that's such, there you go. There's masculine and feminine. There's both of them. You get me like both, because honestly, they both feel the same, except obviously one is more painful. (laughs) One is a little more painful. Um, but no, honestly, I think they're both balanced. I think um, by the end of each day, especially when you have to be your full heightened self, like you're kind of putting yourself like even for, minute, for now, sometimes in a room, if I'm like sitting out with my friends, I'm super quiet. And in this case, like spotlights on me, I'm going to have to use my words and you're using full focus and like full energies. And that's the same for in fighting and that's the same for in modeling. So I really feel that at the end of each shoot, I'm completely worn out. I want to have a shower. I want to like cozy up and, and kind of like get that reset button. And that's the same like after sparring, I feel like, or even after fights, like you want those moments where I guess you kind of just like sit with yourself, if that makes sense. I think when you put so much like on display, um, which both are, like 
all of a sudden you want, you just want this like little recoup in your cave, like reset sort of mode. Um, yeah, I've never even thought of that until then, but really, yeah, I get so worn out from both. Um, and modeling, it's dependent on how many hours, some photo shoots I've done, some photo shoots that are a few hours, some that are a whole day. And honestly, that's just like holding a yoga pose as well as like a contorted body shape. The poses that we pull in photo shoots, the whole time you're thinking, this just feels weird, I look weird. But obviously with camera angles, um, you know, you're looking like just like a curvy little minx that you, you know, that women are. Um, so yeah, you're just completely worn out after that too. Um, and just like, like anyone, when you've got the spotlight on you, you're like, Bing! hello, how, what do I do with my hands? You know? So I don't know. I, I, to me, I feel like both are just, yeah, both you can get an adrenaline rush out of, but at the moment, I guess I'm probably more addicted to, um, the fighting one because it's a newer, you know, I've been, I've been modeling for over well over a decade. I got to like do that through some really cool times before Instagram. So, you know, that was back in the day where they were flying us in planes and, you know, everything was custom made for us and on site you were literally treated like your own little seats, you know, just like absolute VIP. <laughs> um, um, so I guess maybe just because I've become so accustomed to doing that and that I guess that it's become a much more natural thing. Um, and I think maybe that's why right now in this moment, fighting is probably like that bigger adrenaline rush, but now that I really like sit back and like, wow, they're both pretty equal, you know, because I go through the same pattern of wanting to be sort of alone beforehand. And I don't know whether that's just like me searching to be like, okay, these people want me to be me. Okay. Who am I again? Okay. That's right. I'm hot. Oh, okay. I have to be really beautiful. Or the other times you're just like, okay, who am I? I'm a bad bitch. What's that? I'm a bad bitch. What's that? I'm a fuck you up, bitch. So, um, both, like I said, another balance of the crazy, um, crazy masculine feminine scale. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm just addicted to more the fighting just because it's a new one right now. That, that, that's absolutely reasonable. I love that answer. I really do appreciate you giving thoughtful answers. Like it's <laughs> fantastic. Thank you so much. Now it, you said you, you did switch into fighting and it's quite a bit more painful than modeling and uh, laundry football, also a lot more painful than modeling or electrician. Why switch from a very comfortable career in electrical where you were uh, well-respected, you were high ranking in that industry to switch into laundry football and, and fighting? I think because I got into, I got, became an electrician because um, one, I love science and I really love to work hard. And I think any blue collar worker out there would say exactly the same thing. They're like, well, you chose the right job, blub. And you're like, well, yeah, James, that's why I became an electrician, dude. You know, you're just like, <laughs> I, I love that challenge of being able to use my brain, but as well as being physical. And I was definitely, I was one of the first females, you know, I was the first female electrical contractor. I was the first female thermographer. So getting to pave like a new way or just to show the industry and, and show my fellow like counterparts that maybe there was a different way of doing things. I, yeah, I really felt like that was super exciting and it was safe. Um, it was a really safe thing, but I deserved like, there was just something inside that, you know, felt like it deserved more or felt like it wanted 
have this challenge. And it took me like, even with modeling, it, it took me a long time to realize that, you know, cause I'm so like, Oh, everyone's great. This is such a nice life. Oh, everybody gets free ice cream, you know? Oh, cars always stop for people to cross the road. You know, like I've, I lived in that sort of world for a really long time until, you know, people kind of pulled you out of it and they're like, wake up. And I'm like, ah, it's evil out here. But I, I guess I wanted, I left the safety net because I just wanted that challenge. And I felt like something in me could like something in me was made to do it. Um, and as silly as it sounds, I woke up from a dream and in this dream I was, which now makes sense because I'm fighter, but at the moment, like at that time I was like, okay, do I leave my job? Oh my God. I've, you know, I'm earning thousands of dollars a week. I'm, you know, it's taken so long just to even get there, just to even get these positions be looked at because I'm female. Um, you know, it's been a decade. I've, Hell, I could have could have been doing, should, could have, would have done heaps of things. But yeah, I woke up from a dream and I felt the feelings of like winning. <laughs> and I guess when, yeah, I just, I just, I woke up and I was like, <laughs> I, I was winning, you know, like there was a crowd and I was like, oh, I'm fucking winning. Yes. And I just remember waking up and going, well <laughs> okay universe let's fucking do this shit like let's fucking go and i quit my job the next day went back to lfl training just like went full steam and i guess the rest is history i ended up becoming the best defensive tackler in the world um that's a pretty cool <laughs> i'll say that's kind of cool can tackle <laughs> stuff um but yeah i guess and i know that sounds crazy but to have that feeling of you know at the end game, like it was as if like I woke up and I missed the entire process and I'm huge on the process. Like I love the small detail of everything and anything. And I think when you love the process of life or the process of a project or the process of training, then you're already winning. But in this dream, I'd missed the process and I just woke up and I was wham, bam, you know, as if I'm holding a belt. And in that moment, I felt all those feelings and I thought, whoa, like, I don't even, I don't even know who she is, but the process to get to that point, like that journey alone is going to be amazing. And yeah, I literally just went in and was like, righto, so I'm going to go play football on TV. So <laughs> sorry, guys, probably going to need a new, <laughs> you're going to need a new thermographer. <laughs> and then, yeah, just like got, got, went gun ho into it all. And yeah, some days I'm just like, why did I do this to myself? And But honestly, I, it's been the best thing ever. I think um, it can inspire a lot of people, and I hope it really does. It's amazing. So you've spent so much time listening to the universe, and you followed it, to one day Misha Tate telling you that you should get into fighting. It's incredible that you've had a dream and yeah. follow this journey and look where you are today, right? You're training in Phuket, <laughs> Thailand in Muay Thai. I know. And this is also why everyone who's ever met me is like, she's crazy, but she's a good soul. You get me? Like, yeah, I know. I listen to things. I listen to that voice in my head. You all know you hear it too. Like we all hear that feel. It's not, it's not a voice. It's a fucking feeling. You know, like we all have, we all have those feelings, whether it's, 
helping you to not get hit by a car or whether it's just like a gut feeling where you're like, that person's a bad person and I don't want to be around them. No, I, I get it. And you followed it and it's brought you a long way. Right now you are training for bare knuckle fighting. In the past, you've done training at Extreme Couture. Uh, you've been at ATT. Uh, and now you're training at yeah. Powerhouse Phuket. How do you contrast training for MMA, training for Muay Thai and training for bare knuckle fighting? All three are completely different because MMA, you're always having this struggle of, um, you know, ground game and striking and wanting that balance. And then also knowing that you want to have like certain blocks of training so that you can kind of have a a higher learning curve um, as to what you either feel is lacking or whether you want to work on your strengths or whether you're in fight camp or not. Um, And Muay Thai, honestly, is completely different to anything I've ever done. That was the probably one of the hardest, like, I think I did that. I stayed striking for one and a half years and ended up getting to fight Thailand's number two girl at the end of it. Um, and just like, just having striking, I was so used to being like, you know what? My arms are sore. I'm going to just go to jujitsu, you know? And obviously jujitsu is going to bang you up as well, but being able to have that balance um, is, is just completely different. And I think also, like each martial art for me, I get to feel, I feel like, like it answers certain, not problems, but it it answers certain things that may just be rattling around in my brain or also helping like just to rediscover certain like different parts of myself within myself. Um, You can have major epiphanies while like mid roll where you're like, Hey, Oh, I get it, you know, and then you can have moments where you're like striking and there's just so much like toughness, like Muay Thai fighters honestly are just the most beautiful, majestic creatures I've ever seen in my life. They're they're so beautifully violent um, and I don't have a Muay Thai body. I am a little bit short and thick, um, so it's like nice to see like and to learn how to yeah, use your legs like a ballerina um, to kill someone. Um, and then the difference with bare knuckle, like right now I've, I've started, um, so here's my knuckles at, where are they going? They're starting to get quite beautifully big. Um, so I've started like training um, more with just like CrossFit straps. Um, so from, yeah, I guess, yeah, the whole thing, all three is it's a completely different sport mate like each three is a different sport and the best thing about bkfc is right now it's brand new and just like what um the approach that i had with lfl was it's a brand new sport it has elements of american football but to me it was a seven man aside game everyone's eligible to catch which means that as a defense you can get ready to blast everyone and anyone um and it's a short it was a shorter field so just like small things, um, even my approach to LFL training, I was doing boxing training for fast hands because I was a linebacker, um, as well as wrestling training because I was a smaller girl and I wanted to learn how, really how to use the momentum of somebody's body to just like flip them over, as well as adapting. I've played rugby union since I was a kid as well. And I think with BKFC, I think the most exciting part is it's brand new. It has like this super fun, raw energy. And right now, like nobody, like nobody's approach, nobody's approach can like say, Oh yes. Like boxing, this is the winning formula. Muay Thai, this is the winning formula. Like there's winning formulas that people have found in each one. And I think 
the best thing with BKFC is you can take this blueprint and just start to readapt other sports into this sport. Um, like you can have the single arm clinch. So for me, I, I'm taking small parts of like jujitsu grips, but for wrists, or I'm taking like Muay Thai clinch with uh, with the one arm. And then just the fact that you've got no gloves and and raw and your raw hands, like I don't know. My favorite, okay, my favorite um, biologist is Bruce Lipton, and he really talks about like these receptors on our skin, right? So I started really thinking, and then the skin is our largest organ. It's the largest organ of our body. And people forget, you know, people, you go, okay, what's the largest organ of the body? People are like, the heart, you know, the stomach, oh, our lungs. And you're like, no, silly, it's our skin. So I really think like our skin is this beautiful shield that like keeps us protected and safe because that's exactly what it does. Have you seen, like we cut it and it regenerates itself um, and our skin can get goosebumps. Our skin can feel, you know, like you feel oh the heebie-jeebies when someone's a weirdo or creepy that's around you. So I think, I think that's like going to be the fun missing part that is going to be, you know, with BKFC that is so raw that right now I'm trying to really like get in and adapt to because I guess wearing gloves, it, it takes something away. Like there's something so raw when all of a sudden I don't have to have gloves and I'm just like pulling someone's like little face into mine and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm back. <laughs> Got a little crazy there, you know, like I think just even having that like bare hands like all of a sudden you're just like motherfucking parking lot bitch you know like i don't know i think yeah having that grip and just like skin to skin contact um is such a crazy crazy thing yeah absolutely and right now you're strengthening your skin but i think one thing that you're getting at a lot is the the beauty of fighting is that it's so pure you're just using the tools that you're born with you're not adding anything else to yourself and you're just using the tools yeah. on your body and engaging with another person who doesn't have any more or less advantages it's exactly one-to-one -one, right yeah exactly and the fact that it's yeah it's just boxing so um mm. at least like in in mixed martial arts you can, you know, different sort of Pokemons or whatever. Like, you can have a guy who's black belt in jujitsu, and and he's only oh, but he's been working with this guy lately with his wrestling, and you know, there's all these different elements and uh, that you can kind of take into a fight when you're watching someone who's predominantly um, I was a Muay Thai boxer, Muay Thai striker, or a kickboxer, and then you've got this other guy who did jujitsu his entire life, and. I think that's like that's the exciting part of those games is that you can start to see like all the tools that they've learned. But yeah, in BKFC, this is just mano imano. Um, and guess what? You were also born with imano imano. So um, yeah, I totally agree with you on that. Oh, absolutely. And in bare knuckle fighting, who do you want your next opponent to be? Is there a call out you want to make? Is there someone you have in mind? What's the plan? What's the date? What do you think? Um, right now, they told me December. So I think that bird has flown. <laughs> Um, yeah. so right now I'm really just waiting. <laughs> right now I'm just really waiting. Um, I'm waiting for P1 visas to come through, which is you know this COVID times is just all the stuff that I don't want to worry about. Which I've literally was like, you know what, you guys have been stressing me out. I'm gonna go and listen to some wrecking Q music here in Thailand. Go watch my mates play and spin some shit to calm my nerves. 
and get back to just do, being myself. And you guys can worry about like that part. So tell me when you book my ticket. Tell me when there's a date. I don't give a shit who it is anymore. Like I'm just so past that point. I think, look, settle up, baby. I got four fights, four fights in America. And each one is going to be showtime. Like each time is going to be showtime, whether win or lose, like, I'm going to make sure that this shit is, like, fun. Like, I always want to have fun. I always want to be making sure that, like, no matter what, you can be in the in the ditches and in the trenches and it's pissing down with rain. You haven't eaten in three days and somehow I'm going to find something to make it, like, fun and laugh about because, I don't know, I just think that's, that's the way this ride should be. Um, so, yeah, I just seen that they put out the top five for the 125-pound division, and it kind of looks like they have some of the 135-pound girls in that list. Um, there's a French girl. She's fully tattooed, blonde girl. She just fought. Um, she, her name was on that list, um, and I follow her on Instagram. Um, so I'm kind of confused as to, like, I guess what sort of rankings there is. But right now, like I said, I'm, like, happy to just – go to town and I'm sure every single one of the other 125 pound division girls is thinking the same thing. Um, I do hope I, obviously this is my first bare knuckle fight. So I don't really want to, I'm not someone who's like, yeah, give me Christina Freya. Well, no, because she is like, she's like the Bowser level. So I don't want to be walking in and just like going to town with like, like Bowser, although I'll still give it a go. I'll give it my best, but um, I think that in fighting you can be able to develop a fighter and the best thing about me is that I'm not labeled as any I'm not labeled as a UFC girl I'm not labeled as a Bellator girl like my name is Ty Emery and I'm a bare knuckle fighting championship fighter and and that's my name and people can wear it the fuck out like I don't care um, and I think yeah so I'm, I'm sure that like, a lot of girls we're all starting to really start to represent um, the names and the codes and I think that's really exciting for uh, for all of us females. Um, Bare Knuckles is really building the women's division and they're giving a lot of us a go. And that's exciting times for women in sport. And also the fact that they're not, they're not, a lot of us have OnlyFans and, you know, they're the girls that maybe people are like, oh, how dare she? She's not a martial artist. You'll never be in the UFC. And you're like, okay. Thank you, sir. Just trying to survive and eat some food, like, cool. But um, so yeah, getting back to the point, I don't, I don't mind who I fight. <laughs> I'm just really, I'm like, man, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> well, give it my best shot. Give it your best shot, and you know what? So right now, YouTube celebrity boxing is kind of the big thing. Is there maybe a YouTube star that you want to fight, or better yet, is there another OnlyFans celebrity model that you want to call out for a bare knuckle fight? Oh my god, that's such a good idea. I don't care. Give me any 1% only fan bitch. <laughs> Give me her followers. <laughs> <laughs> Who was the highest paid only fan? Girl, I'm going to call that top 5 listening out. <laughs> that's your next fight. I absolutely love it. Now, um Earlier this year, uh, lightweight <laughs> UFC former lightweight champion Habib Nurmagomedov had said that ring girls aren't really his thing. They're not necessary to the fight game. What are your stance on ring girls? Are ring girls good for the sport or are they kind of just a waste? What do you think? I've been a ring girl before. I was the ring girl for Risen um, in Brisbane, Australia. And well, honestly, I don't know if they really needed needed us, but I will say that 
my first time going in the ring and, and holding up round one or round two, it was like a wave, like it was crazy how much of a magnet we were for the crowd. Um, and even if it's people just Mexican waving with their phone, like, whoa, hot girl, you know, like, I guess there's something, <laughs> there's something just inside like us as humans where we love, pre- we love pretty women. It's, it's, that's a, that's a sure thing. Um, whether we're useless or not, I guess anyone can hold up the card, but um, you walk into a room and who am I going to prefer to be holding up the card? I guess that's going to be female energy. And I, I do know one thing um, after having, like we had the best seat in the house. I remember blood was coming out and I remember looking at the other ring card going, I was like, are you ready for this? This is crazy. We had blood on us. And but being able to come up and I think there's a different thing that a woman can and can kind of like instill into a guy and whether that's just a few nice words or a wink or you know like hey buddy you've got this you know um I think we can do huge things so are we useless for the sport like yeah maybe a little bit but at the same time no because it's just been such a huge part of um of the fight game and of the boxing game um hell even for cheerleaders are they super necessary it's a proven fact that testosterone levels increase when there is a beautiful woman in the room. So whether they're showing off or, you know, wanting to outperform themselves, um, the, the fact of having the opposite sex in the same room when you're either training or competing, um, can, can change, can change the game. That's an absolutely great answer. Thank you for that. Um, do you have advice for others who may be entering, whether it's bare knuckle or Muay Thai or MMA with your experience now training all over the place? What advice would you give to someone who's currently entering the sport? I would say just go with the flow, have no expectations. Um, you know, everyone has this dream world of they're like, Oh, you find, you find your one coach, you find your one gym. Um, and that's where you're going to stay and develop. And, you know, I've been so super lucky. I've well, maybe not super lucky because I've been thrown around absolutely everywhere. But I've also been able to get to learn from so many like great masters of the of the game. And um, you know, I, I kind of put my journey. Sometimes I think about obviously we're living in a modern world, but sometimes I adapt it to it as if I'm like this little Maori warrior back in the day who had, you know, rode a boat and somehow like ended up on some ship and on some other island. Like I think yo guys like back in the day like we were warriors who would have been still doing this same in every life before this one um so every time i go back to train with old training partners it's cool for them to see like they're like holy shit you got good and you're like oh cool thank you and they go haha you must have been really beat up and you're like well yeah and that's a part of the whole purpose of this but um for old training partners to then like spar with me or roll with me and for them to be like, wow, I can feel like I can feel you've been in so many different places and you can see like what you've taken on board for my own style or, you know, what I'm like in love with in that moment. Um, so my advice would be just to go with the flow and, and really to me, I think travel as much as possible, learn from as many people, go to as many seminars, like, this is 
only a series and you only get in what you put, like get out what you put in. Um, yeah, I've spent really what 2013 I started with football and I, <laughs> I have not like stopped. Like even when I would have surgery, I would literally be, as soon as I'd be awake from that anesthetic, you best believe I'd be like wiggling my toes or trying to like move my heel up the bed. And they'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm like, strengthening, got to get back. You know, you're like, got to get back, got to get back to training. Um, so yeah, that's the main thing I wish, I wish even for myself, because I'd be so hard on myself in the past, being like, oh, okay, well, I've, my sponsors have changed and I, I have to, you know, I'm, I've got free accommodation and free food in, in this town now, so I've got to make it work because that's just what you have to do. And I think um, I wish I and I could tell other people just to not be so attached to like one spot and remember that it's like really it's like your own journey and it's always going to change. Obviously, if you if something feels good and feels right and all the circumstances allow you to be in one place, then that's awesome. Um, but I would say just like take in everything and, and just be so open, um, just be so open to learning from everyone and anything. I love that. Appreciate the advice that you're giving to others. That is great. You've mentioned also in the past comic books, you've mentioned video games. What were some of your favorite video games, like very formative video games that you had when you were a bit younger? What are some of your favorites? Okay, I know this is super gay, but I love just the stand world. And I'm telling you, I clocked that game. I I found every like, I got so obsessed. I found every coin. I found every hidden thing. Like Mario is such a, it's such like a safe thing where, you know, it's such a cool puzzle, but at the same time, it's not too scary for a young eight-year-old girl. Um, You know, super safe. Mario's cool. He's fine. He's saving his girlfriend. What could go wrong? (laughs) Um, But yeah, I really love that. And I love Yoshi's Island. Um, those were my main. Those were my main squeezes. I could. I literally played them day in, day out. You couldn't get me away from it. That's awesome. And my and, favorite uh, comic books, Marvel. Go on. <laughs> everything Marvel. So, Marvel everything. I'm I'm a I'm a DC elitist, but since the Marvel oh, movie, oh. I know, I know. I'm sorry, uh, but it's since okay. the movies, I, I love Catwoman. <laughs> Catwoman's great. They they have so many good... uh, I wish the DC movies were better because since all the Marvel stuff has been coming out, the really great movies, I've had to be converted. There's no no competition at this point. Of course, but you cannot take away the limelight from the original Batmans. Like, they opened life up for Marvel to come through. Of course, I truly believe that Stan Lee would have eventually been like, you know what? Let's take over this. Like, he seems like that sort of guy, you know? For the sheer fact that even characters are mutants, he had interracial couples in a time where, you know, people were probably still sitting on opposing seats on the bus. So just to know even those, like, super awesome facts about Stanley, you know, like, he was always going to take over every single other world. Yeah, it was extremely progressive for that time. Uh, Comic books were very controversial for that period, right? Super controversial. And I think that's, like, the best thing. And even for... For each human, like, there is going to be one mutant. And I think the same thing for each fighter. I see fighters as, like, an entertainer or a character. Um, And just like every mutant, there's a mutant that's out there that someone could be reading or watching and go, hey, 
she kind of reminds me of myself, you know, like I think everybody can, can find those fighters and find those mutants where, you know, they just feel like it's, it's so much more about like who they are and, and really attach themselves to those sorts of journeys too. I think that was the best thing that Stanley kind of did. He made people feel normal, you know, like <laughs> we're all fucking weird guys. Like we're all weird, but guess what? That's why we're all normal. Like, yeah, being yourself is the best thing ever. And comic book fans and comic book readers, I think you would relate to this and what you're saying of like we a lot of outcasts. And that's also a feeling Super. of in prize fighting. Like prize fighters are kind of odd individuals when you meet them and talk to them. It's like a group of you know what I mean? <laughs> it is like another group of outcasts. I might stop me when I'm wrong here, right, Ty? No, because you're right. You're absolutely right. Like I know, I know that I'm super out there, but it took me a long time to realize that I was like, oh, oopsie, <laughs> got to turn it down. I scare the, I'm scaring them. Oopsie, <laughs> you know, they're like, sorry, I'm just really kind of out there. I got a lot of energy. I don't know. <laughs> I fully understand. I don't, I understand. I've been around fighters my whole life. I fully understand the feeling. <laughs> uh, two more questions for you. And we ask this question to every guest who comes on. Yes. A lot of f- fighters do have signature brands, signature whiskeys, signature hot sauces, signature tequilas. If there was a Thai Emery <laughs> signature brand, what would your signature product be? Oh my gosh. Well, right now I've got so many like different things coming through. I guess I'd I'd be like Thai so high Emery or something like that and and just put it as like feel good weeds or feel you know because then you can literally branch into things that can help from cannabinoids that can help cancer patients and and help even like um, children with epilepsy and things like that I think if I was going to choose one I'm like hmm that's probably the closest thing to curing cancer Curing cancer and marijuana is a pretty great personal brand. And now, Ty, as last question for you. The first person you ever followed on Twitter was Jim Carrey. Tell me your go-to yeah. favorite. Yeah. Tell me your favorite go-to <laughs> Jim Carrey movie. Oh, my gosh. Ace Ventura for sure. Ace Ventura Pet Detective. How can you not love him? Um, and even like growing up, a lot of people are like, whoa, you're kind of funny. And in my head, because my sister, obviously, that's a family thing. You put the tape on in replay and it's not until I'm older now. And I'm like, I've actually adapted a lot of my weirdness from Jim <laughs> Carrey. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and he doesn't, he, he ended up being like, just like the coolest, like coolest dude ever. Like he's, he's really clicked on, you know, like even with him teaching people like you can be a millionaire and that hasn't really solved problems, you know, um, Jim Carrey is such a cool character. I love, I just love how he can express like full human emotion in any given moment, whether that's from like a weird sound to a weird facial expression. And, um, may see, maybe that's why I like him. Cause I'm a little bit, you know, super theatrical. Some say dramatic, but I just like to say theatrical. Theatrical, right? Theatrical. Love it. I think Ace Ventura, <laughs> Pet Detective, was objectively the right answer, but I'm biased. That was the one I had on VHS. <laughs> okay, what was your fave? 
I, it would have been Ace Ventura Pet Detective. I think that is the correct answer here. That that was the one I would have had on VHS. Uh, the, the the mask was really good too. I love the mask, but the I think good. the mask was really good. It takes a minute to get into it, but I remember as a kid, I was really scared of yeah, the opening. Yeah, it did. Right? Yeah, it was. It's a little bit scary. And if you think about it, even when like he puts that mask on, that character, when he has to realize that he doesn't want that mask anymore... And he wants to put that mask away. Like, that's such a strong thing, you know? Like, that's such a strong symbol. Um, so I think in the end, that's why we started to have this eeriness or this, like, I don't know how I feel about the mask, you know? Like, he's he kind of, it's not, yeah, it's not like you're scared of him, but there's a thing where, you know, that feeling of going, it's not right. Like, there's something that's not right, you know? Um, that's, yeah. I like that movie. It's a good movie. We got some deep psychoanalysis based on the mask, and that's you know we had a good interview if that's what we're talking about. Everyone's like, "God damn it, Ty! Why? Why are you this way?" I'm like, I go from like just one level of something, and I feel really bad sometimes in interviews because I just think, "Oh, I know I blab on a lot, and then I know I I like squirrel jump from one thing to another thing because I'm I'm just trying to express everything that's inside," but um. Yeah, I hope I can get everything out. I think being able to connect something from being so deep and spiritual and then being able to just, like, have a mock joke at yourself. Um, maybe people need to see that, you know, everyone has something beneath the surface. I absolutely love that. And on that note, hugely appreciate your, ta- your, your time, Ty Emery. My <laughs> name's Tim Wheaton. You can find more of me at Tim Wheaton and May. We are the Kafka Sports Podcast. Ty, I'm going to give you the last word here. Let the folks know what you have going on, where they can find more of you. I will have the links below, but talk us out of here, Ty. Okay, guys, right now I've still got everything on OnlyFans. You can find that in my bio, in my Instagram. Of course, my Instagram is at T-A-I underscore Emery. Uh, right now, this weekend, I'm going to Barba. We're gonna be, I'm going to be uh, supporting the Wrecking Queue. We've got Nut Night here in Thailand. Amazing underground DJs that I've just discovered. Super good guys. Um, and that's pretty much what I'll be doing out here in December. We have a boat cruise with the Wrecking Queue. So I will put more information up on my Instagram and I hope everybody can spend the week with me and the guys with the, at the Wrecking Queue. Um, beautiful music, the best music I've ever found, the best vibes, the best chills. And outside of that, it'll just be a lot of training. So come down to Powerhouse. I am literally either at Powerhouse or at Sado or anywhere where the Wrecking Queue is. That is pretty much where you can always find me. Um, a good balance of training and yeah, good music. So yeah, that's pretty much all I've been doing. That's what I'm going to be doing until I get that little call. And I think um, I think that's the most important thing. Every day, it's the small choices that we make as to what's going to end up with the bigger picture. And I, I think um, having a good balance of good music and hard training is like the best thing for me. So yeah, everyone get on board. Just follow me on the uh, follow me and follow the Wrecking Queue on Instagram. And that's literally where you'll be able to find me. So you weirdos, come spend a week with me. You weirdos? <laughs> All my I'm... fellow weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> come. Thank you so much for your time, Ty. Cheers. <laughs>